Hey everyone, this is Sam, better known as That Girl with the Curls, and I'm recording this just to kind of give you a heads up that the first 14 episodes are essentially, they were previously recorded for the website Word of the Nerd that I used to write for. And as I am no longer a writer for that website, I decided to take my podcast with me uh, to my own website, The Maniacal Geek, and uh, use this as my forum for interviewing people and whatnot and saying things that I want to say, which, you know, hopefully this introduction is getting that across. If not, I apologize. So uh, you will hear this on every recording for the first 14. After that, they will be different recordings, uh, just kind of, you know, intros basically to whomever's on the podcast. So if you're hearing this for the umpteenth time, please skip ahead. Uh, if not, uh, just enjoy the rest of the show, and I hope you keep listening and come back for more. All right, thank you so much, and uh, have fun with this episode. by uh, a wonderful gentleman that I've uh, met a couple times at Emerald City Comic Con. He is an animator, an artist on uh, such works as Samurai Jack, Batman Brave and the Bold, Star Wars The Clone Wars, and many others. Uh, please welcome uh, Andy Seriano. Andy, say hi. Hi, everybody. Hi, Samantha. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks. Excellent. You know, we talked before the show that you you'd, you'd uh, injured your hand, so yeah, <laughs> I've been thing? taking it uh, easy by way of moving tons of long boxes and yes. doing everything I probably shouldn't. <laughs> everything the doctor would be like, my God, man, why would you do right, that? Right, exactly. It's all right. I just use it for my livelihood and to keep my kids fed. That's okay. I mean, th- what's the loss, really? Right. <laughs> in, in the long run. <laughs> Um, so, you know, I, like, like I said in the, in this short little intro, I met you at Emerald City Comic Con two years ago, at least, where it was just like, I bought them. I still have it, the, uh, Samurai Jack Kirby poster that you had. Nice. Oh, it's so cool. I love it so much. Thank you. That's actually, uh, one of the ways I got the job. Um, it probably didn't hurt that I worked on the original series, but, but, uh, (laughs) I was at least able to give that poster to the, uh, the folks at IDW, and just to say, like, oh, hey, I just drew this, and by the way, I drew the, uh, you know, drew on the series, and I hear, mm-hmm. you know, they had just announced that they were, they got the publishing rights to, to you know, revamp um, Samurai Jack, and, and they hadn't yet picked the creative teams. So, oh, so you, know. you had to basically, like, audition yourself for uh, a character you kind of pretty much helped create? Yeah, I mean, it was, it was, uh, yeah, I didn't have to do too much tap dancing, but it, it definitely wasn't a sure thing, you know? I mean, I, I had thought it would be a sure thing. I thought, like, well, you know, uh, you know, why wouldn't they? But, I mean, I guess there's, you know, it has to run run through, uh, you know, committees and so forth, and I had to get approved, Um yeah, it was one of the we talked to uh, Jim Zub was actually on the the podcast uh, a, a little while ago. Yeah, actually, I heard that. Uh, yeah, I listened to that. Oh, good. Did you like it? Was it okay? It was okay. It was. Okay. I, I'd like to say that this is actually my very first podcast. Oh, yay! <laughs> so, uh, yeah, be be gentle. 
I, you know, I'm 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 very uh, passionate and uh, gentle lover, so don't worry. Right. Right. So just uh, to be sure, the listeners can't actually see me, can they? No, they cannot. You're you're all you're all your voice. Oh, great! Because I'm yeah. completely naked right now. Oh, good to know. Oh, sorry, I have flip flops on. <laughs> well, at least you you're somewhat you know covered your feet. I mean, really, back in the Victorian times, that would have been shameful more than anything else. Oh, so. totally. <laughs> So, excellent. Everyone, just picture Andy uh, naked while you're listening to this. Just look down at a rug. If you have a rug, that's pretty much what I look like. <laughs> there we go. And this podcast took an unexpected turn. <laughs> <laughs> um, but kidding, back on track, I suppose. Um, when Jim was here, we talked about, we just got right into Samurai Jack. And the thing is, with you, you have the uh, the the great fortune to have worked on the uh, the cartoon as well as the comic book. So I want to go back to the cartoon first, since that came first. Sure. Um, uh, so had you always been in animation, or was that like your one of your first forays into it? How did how did that all kind of come about? Well, you know, I actually been doing uh, animation as long as I've been doing comics for about like probably like twenty years or so. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I would I would do do a comic book here and there. Um, actually, like when Image first started, I, I did some, you know, some pretty terrible books. Um, no. and then, um, what are those terrible uh, books that people can go and compare? Well, no, let's see. My first, I think my very first book was called Lab Man. It was uh, Rudy Coby's Lab Man. It was a um, mm-hmm. magician, mad scientist uh, guy, which is actually. It was super fun, and it was it was a really um, fun experience creating that. I was like 18, and um, I'd been traveling with this kind of circus magic sideshow, um, yeah, for about seven years, like on the road. One of my and no one ever believes me. So um, <laughs> one of my specialties was was uh, walking on my hands as a two foot tall Elvis, uh, <laughs> athlete of uh, Elvis. But, Elvis. Yeah. So, How have you not made a comic about that? I know. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about it. I don't think anyone would believe me. I, 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 I've let uh, several lives. Just do it. Just put it out there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, anyway, back to the comics. So, so uh, I did that. I put out a couple of my own books called um, Big Hair Productions. So mm-hmm. I think I put out two, two of those. And I wanted to do. My goal was to make them like a. Uh, uh, big boy comic, you know, with like newsprint and, and so forth. But anyway, let's go back to animation. So one of my very first jobs was uh, I was a character designer on on the very first season of Fairly Odd Parents. I love that show so much. Yay! So yeah, so um, that was yeah that was my first design gig. So I got to design um, Timmy's parents and uh, all his teachers and. Oh, you're responsible for uh, for Cracker. I am actually. I am. <laughs> I am. I have like old sketches somewhere um, in a hard drive. But, uh, oh, did you did you ever do Mark Chang? Oh, you know what? I can't. I what? can't remember if that was me or um, could have been the art director, Bob Boyle. Uh, okay. <laughs> but, um, I'm just. I'm not even kidding. Like I can fangirl out about Fairly Odd Parents for a long time because like. Cosmo, uh, Mark Chang are like two of my favorite characters. <laughs> Hilarious. Hilarious. Yeah, no, I've, 
everyone seems to, to like that show. But I remember, um, let's see, that was the very first season of that. So that would have been, what, like 15, 16 years ago or so. Um, That's weird to think that it's been on for that long. It's really weird. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, we'd gotten uh, put on hiatus, and, and they weren't quite sure about Fairly Odd Parents, which is funny because they ended up doing, what, like 15 seasons of it or whatever. But um, at the time, they, they wanted to see how it, you know, what the numbers were like when they aired. And and uh, I knew someone over at Cartoon Network who was like, oh, man, you got to see what, uh, you know, Gendy Tartakovsky, you know, got brewing. You know, Gendy, of course, was producing the Powerpuff Girls. And, mm-hmm. you know, he, he had already done a few seasons of Dexter's Laboratory. Um, apparently, you know, he had, he had some initial conceptual work for uh what you know became samurai jack and, and i had met with him i showed him my portfolio and this was be, you know before the days of blogs and tumblers and deviant art and you know mm-hmm. i'd actually um had to put together a portfolio of my work and and actually drive it out from detroit michigan you know all the way oh, here yeah. to, um anyway so i showed gendy gendy my portfolio he was like you know, cool, why don't you draw, draw me like, you know, this is like a Friday, he's like, you know, why don't you take a week, draw, um, design like five, five aliens or something, you know, they can just be rough sketches, and, um, you know, I took, I took his, you know, concept stuff, and and some of the initial development, and I was so inspired, and so into the, the whole, the whole world that he was creating, that I think I ended up with like 25 or so, like fully colored, um, you know, aliens and warriors and, and all sorts of, um, you know, cool mutants and stuff. And I, I came back on that Monday or whatever. And uh, and then I got hired, which is good. So, you know, I was on it from the beginning. And that was that was really, um, you know, in spite of, you know, being on Fairly Odd Parents, that was really, uh, Samurai Jack was such a challenging show um, as a designer. Um, and ultimately rewarding, you know, I mean, in terms of personal growth and artistic growth, but, um, so yeah, I was on that. I was lucky to be on that for like four seasons and, and, you know, while I was doing that, we'd jump around, we'd all jump around and help out on Powerpuff Girls or, uh, oh, so pretty much any of Gendy's shows, yeah, you just be like, oh, okay, I'll do that. Yeah, exactly. You know, and, and, and um, and at, at some point somebody had actually storyboarded me into, uh, a couple episodes of Dexter's Laboratory, where I showed up as uh, his bully um, in one of the episodes, at least. Uh, oh, Do you know which episode? Yeah, I mean, I know it was called Height Unseen. I'm not sure what season it was, but um, I had to sign my like name and likeness away. I know that. So <laughs> <laughs> Andy Suriano will forever be uh, known as, um, you know, Dexter's bully because he happened to be the second shortest kid in school. There we go. <laughs> oh no. I'm not a tall man for, for, for those of you listening. I'm uh you know, some some people liken me to um Peter Dinklage, but um but a little taller, a little taller. Um not as handsome because Peter Dinklage is very handsome. He is quite a handsome man. I I would not uh, uh shell, sell yourself short <laughs> there. But uh... Uh, so, <laughs> and back to back to animation. I uh <laughs> You know, worked on Samurai Jack, and then, and then, you know, four seasons, and then um, Stars, Star Wars was coming up, and uh, Lucas, Lucas had wanted Gendy to, um, you know, take a stab at at doing basically animating the 
the opening scroll of, um, I guess, would have been, what, is, what was the first one? Uh, Phantom Menace. There we go. Um, <laughs> yes, I know that one. Uh, so, you know, we got to uh, at least, at least um, some, of the, some of our group got to read the script and go up to Lucasfilm, and I, I just missed the cutoff, which oh, no. was very unfortunate. But um, anyway, so we got to, you know, we got to put in, you know, General Grievous's uh, heart um, mm-hmm. problem and, and all that kind of stuff. But um, so we did, we did those Clone Wars micro series. And then, um, gosh, we, we just kept bouncing around. Um, I think I helped out on, on a couple of fosters, you know, with Craig uh, McCracken. And then also with Gendy, we ended up doing a Symbiotic Titan, which actually did storyboards versus, versus, uh, did character design. So what's the, um, what, what are the challenges or differences between doing like more storyboard and then just doing like straight character designs? <laughs> well, I mean, storyboarding, at least for me personally, is really, really hard. I mean, it's, it is <laughs> fun. It's great, you know, being able to, um, you know, dictate shots and kind of, you know, tell a story, but it is, you know, pretty time consuming. And, um, it's just not uh, quite inherently or quite inherent um, second nature to me. I, where whereas design, I, I know, you know, I roughly know how much time I need to allocate to a certain episode or or characters. But um, storyboarding, you just kind of never know. It, it just kind of wherever the story takes you, and it's just it is just you know a, a lot of work, and it's pretty exhausting, but. You know, it, it can be really rewarding as well, but, um... Is it that you have to, like, pay attention to the... I mean, because you don't do any of the writing for it, but you have to pay attention to, like, the beats that the writer sure. puts in. Sure. I mean, in, in some cases, the storyboard artist does, uh, just like in, in comics, you know, the the artist, you know, is also a writer. You know? I mean, you know, it's, comics and uh, animation especially is a visual medium. And one thing I learned, you know, working with Gendy is, you know, he'd always say, you know, never say what you can show. Yeah. And um, and I know at least me and Jim try to um, apply that to Definitely. to our to the comics. So. Um, well, and, and going back to to Samurai Jack really quick, um, how much had Gendy like pretty much like realized bef- um, when you came in to to do your uh, your five and then twenty five alien designs? <laughs> like how much of how much of Jack's world was was fully realized, or was he still just kind of in the conceptual stages? He had um, he had pretty much done a lot of development already with just in terms of you know Aku's look and Jack's look. Um, that being said, you know, if you, if you pay attention through, just like on Dexter's, you know, Jack has changed, or his design changed slightly, um, mm-hmm. you know, over the course of four, four seasons. And, and I think, um, at least back then, we had a luxury of kind of the support or backing of executives and, and, and that we got to feel our way through um, at least the first first season first season or so, you kind of are just still developing, you know, what the show is or realizing what the show yeah. is. Um, but you know, I got to say, I've been really fortunate thinking about you know things I've done. I mean, I got to do uh, back then. I also you know I'd been working on pilots, and, and I, I was very fortunate to be be able to um, 
you know, uh, put together some of my own work, and, and I even got the rights to do Plastic Man and, and Tom Kenny. And I saw that, yeah. Um, you know, Tom Kenny is the voice of SpongeBob, and you know, I've been a fan of his since he was on Mr. Show. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we we had bonded over our love of Jack Cole and uh, and, and of course Plastic Man. So we, um, you know, through roundabout way had gotten the rights to to produce a pilot and and uh yeah it was, it was super fun and, and then consequently years later doing little shorts that had appeared on dc nation and so forth but um again yeah i've been really lucky with the things that i i worked on you know i worked on batman brave and the bold uh, another show that i really <laughs> enjoyed i always felt like it didn't get enough um like people really, like, chided it for being too Silver Age. Right. Where you're just like, but that's the whole point. Like, it's yeah. it's supposed to be how great the Silver Age is, but also how you can you can make a, a you know, supposedly campy era still very poignant right. and, and touching at the same time. Right. I mean, you know what's great is you can, um, you know, it, it's just James Tucker, who is the supervising producer, you know, he just, you could just feel his love um, just bleeding through the entire show, and, and um, at least my, uh, you know, the directors I'd worked with, which, um, you know, uh, we'd worked together on, um, what do you call it, on uh, the Plasman pilot and so forth. They, they just, you know, there's just this love of of all things comics and, and Silver Age and and just fun, you know, and 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 that was the thing. Um, I'd always try to carry through with all my projects. It's just, you know, I just want it to be fun. Um, you know, I, I can be dark, I can be, you know, and I, and I can draw dark, and I definitely paint um, darker sometimes. But, you know, for the most part, uh, you know, I feel like it's a, it can be a fun medium, or, or it should be, at least what I do. You know, I try to make it a fun medium. Um, you know, and the comics is, is stuff I do in my spare time anyway. My main, my main job is as an animator, um, you know, currently I work at Disney TV doing the new Mickey Mouse shorts, um, which I don't know, you know, if the listeners have seen, but, uh, you know, we've, we've won multiple Emmys already. We've only done it the past year or so. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. You're an Emmy winner. That's amazing. (laughs) Um, yeah, again, I've been very lucky to be on, on some really, really cool, cool stuff. Um, and did uh, so? Did I hear right that you did also the character design for the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles show as well? You no, know, I'd actually helped Ciro Nielli. Uh, he had reached out. He's he's the supervising producer on the new mm-hmm. incarnation here at Nickelodeon, and he had, uh, you know, he reached out and asked me to do some, uh, you know, some mutant designs and so forth, which I've uh, put up on my Tumblr actually, um, just some of the roughs, um, just just for fun. It's been enough. Enough uh, years, I think, that I can get away yeah. without getting sued. But um, and then I also helped develop, um, you know, Ciro, uh, again, he had put me up for uh, the consumer products um, or, uh, you know, publicity stuff and to help, you know, build their illustration guide. So I'd actually developed the 2D style, um, which you mm-hmm. see in all of the, you know, the IDW comics or wherever you see um, – you know, the, the, the line, uh, turtles or in all the packaging art as well. I do, um, like, uh, and all the toys, like all the, 
the underdrawings, I guess, uh, as it were, is they're all my my drawings or my poses and, and so forth. So yeah, I'd help Ciro uh, just develop this two D style that we um, that we then um, you know uh, built a illustration guide that other people have to follow. Um, that being said, I've repeatedly asked uh, IDW that uh, you know if to let me at least do a um, to at least do a cover. Do a cover, yeah. Like, you, you figure, um, like, I did all this, like, maybe I deserve that. I'm just kind of, like, putting that out there. Exactly. <laughs> well, and, I th- man, that's just so cool that, you know, you've, I think you've pretty much worked on, like, a bunch of cartoons and, and properties that I'm, I'm, I'm not even kidding, I'm not even kidding, I'm really passionate about, so. I, think, I mean, me as well, that's the thing, I've been very, very lucky. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm doing something right, maybe, or people just feel sorry for me. I don't know. Either way, <laughs> oh, no. either way, yeah, I've been very lucky to, to work on the stuff I've worked on. And um, like, throw Andy some work. He seems to be hurting there. Just like, here, work on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles for a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I, I love it. It's been uh, it's been it's it's been hard to say no to things, mm-hmm. you know. And, and by all rights, I probably should. You know, I, I've. Uh, like I say, I work all day at, at Disney, and then usually my my comic stuff or my the consumer product stuff doesn't start until about ten o'clock at night after I put my family to bed and, and say goodnight to everyone, and, and and I start you know my job from like ten my other job at ten o'clock at night to about you know anywhere from two to four in the morning, and and then no matter what I'm up up with the boys or you know my kids about seven so um yeah i average like three to four hours of sleep every night for i don't know a good two years but it's hard to say no i mean like you said these projects are really cool um and they're fun they they're i mean everything that you 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 said that you've worked on like all have major fan bases that just have so much love and affection for them and it's i think what's really great is to know that someone was working on them and especially that the teams working on them had just as much love and passion for them at the same time. Cause it shows in the work. Right. Totally. Totally. Um, and again, going back to, you know, the brave and the bold and I'd actually done that, done that, um, as a freelance job. I, I wasn't on staff with them, but I got to do, um, they always threw me like the plastic man stuff or I got to do like the ambush bug or, or I actually <laughs> storyboarded the, like the Batman, the Batmite, um, you know, finale. Oh, you did? Sitcom. Yeah, it was it, 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 so, so fortunate, so lucky that, again, it's, it's all my favorite, uh, um, yeah. And, and when you're doing that, when you do the storyboarding again, uh, do they already have the voices, like, recorded, or are you, are you working from that as well, or is it purely script-based? Gosh, you know what? I can't remember if they'd give me I would always go off the script. If they gave me the the voices, I wouldn't listen to it. Um, I'm uh, either I'm just lazy or. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you can admit you're you're amongst friends yeah. here. <laughs> um, yeah, again, storyboarding is just so hard. Uh, <laughs> I miss it though. I miss it. I was actually supposed to. Um, I, I pitched a story idea for the the new Mickey Mouse stuff, and I, and I was supposed to storyboard it, but because of schedule or whatever, we had to give my story to, to some other guys. Um, so, so, um, what's the, what have, what have been the, 
I guess, major differences of working for these different companies? I mean, you've gone from, like, you know, Warner Brothers, uh, Disney, Cartoon Network, like, all these, like, do they have, has it, has it been different or very similar just because your, your work is, is essentially similar at the same time? Um, you know, each, definitely each place has a different vibe. Um, some places are a little bit more corporate. Some of the places are a little bit, uh, a lot more laid back. Um, any place I go, though, I, I have trouble getting in before eleven o'clock in the morning. So, <laughs> that, as long as I'm in there in time to go out to lunch, then mm-hmm. well, um, you got that in the writer somewhere. You're like, look, I'm just not going to show it, up until noon. It's funny, people. It, it used to be that I, I would just either be hungover or you know coming back from. Um, uh, you know, some sort of night of debauchery, but, um, <laughs> you know, that was, you know, when I first started out, but now, nowadays it's just, um, the amount of stuff I do as a dad or, or just uh, getting a handle on things in my house in the morning. Um, you know, it, it's amazing. I, I didn't realize, uh, how much free time I had before, before kids. So, are your so you have you have two boys? Is that it? Yeah, I have, I have two boys. Like a four and a half year old and a one and a half year old. Okay, I was gonna say like, do the uh, if if your four and a half year old is at least like aware of any of your work, or is it just kind of like, daddy draws stuff? Look at that. Oh yeah, no, the four and a half year old man, he loves it. He he comes and sits with me at uh you know I have a desk next to my desk since I've been uh, predominantly working digitally the past mm-hmm. few years. Um, he sits at my you know animation desk. And uh, gets paper out, and, and he, he either draws some Samurai Jack or some turtles, and he recognizes everything. I mean, it was the first thing we learned before, you know, ABCs and, and all that. It was just, you know, <laughs> superheroes. And, and mostly, you know, we're mostly Marvel family in this house. Mm-hmm. So, um, but, uh, you know, I'm hoping one day he'll, he'll like stuff that I actually, you know, my own characters and, and creations, <laughs> but... You'll, you'll create that character where he's just like, yeah, my dad drew that one. Yeah. You know, and everything. I'm going to college because of that guy. Right, exactly. Um, I, you know, unfortunately, I don't, I don't know if, I don't know if uh, those kind of deals exist anymore in terms of... Probably not. Yeah, exactly. I don't think anyone's going to get a Steve Hillenburg deal, you know, who, uh, a SpongeBob uh, yeah. back-end deal like that anymore. Um, definitely the industry has changed so much. You're getting wise to that kind of stuff, the creator-owned content, and then the, uh, the 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 big companies and the movie deals and everything. It's all yeah. it's all getting monetized. Yeah, now. man. They, yeah, they they've caught on, and uh, you know, the, us artists aren't uh, aren't necessarily reaping the uh, rewards or the benefits we we once did. Still um, work for peanuts, <laughs> I hear. <laughs> Exactly. You know, you know, my kid does tell everyone that I draw the turtles and, and Mickey Mouse, which is cool. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I, I dig it. Um, he hasn't seen the, the Samurai Jack uh, TV series yet, but, you know, maybe one day. That's a cool thing, though, going, going to these conventions, which I pretty much pretty much just started doing the past year or so. Mm-hmm. Thanks to Jim's Up, actually. He, he, you know, he's been super generous with his contacts. And um, and supportive. I mean, I mean, it's because of him. I I have more than you know fifty you know fifty people following me on Twitter. Um, <laughs> I don't have much more than that, but you know, it's it's a uh, you know he's been very very giving um, writer, and it's been very collaborative, and 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 it doesn't just uh, it's not just limited to 
the script page. It's it's you know just him as a human being, and, and he's gotten um, he's gotten me into some of these conventions, and and it's been interesting seeing the the response to you know the Samurai Jack book we're putting out, and um, and uh, you know I think maybe we've just hit the right age group now. Um, I don't know if the book would have done as well a couple years ago, and mm-hmm. I'm not. I don't know if the book will, you know, be as viable in a few years from now. I, I don't know. Um, but there's a really, whatever's happening now, it's hitting a really um, nice sweet spot in terms of the parents um, coming to my table, uh, you know, we're fans or, um, mm-hmm. you know, relatively around the same age, maybe as I am. Um, and then their kids, you know, they had also seen it or, you know, the tsunami or they've seen some incarnation of it uh, somewhere, maybe not the original run, but um, so, you know, I'm getting both parents and, and their children, um, you know, coming by the table and stuff. And it's been, it's been really great. Yeah. It's definitely a, um, what you're saying is, is probably true. Like, you know, it's, it's that sweet spot where, I mean, especially now where nostalgia is king. (laughs) I mean, and, and Samurai Jack, I think was also one of those cartoons that it, it um, when we talked to Jim about this, it was just so different than than anything that was being really put out there. I mean, uh, you guys just you just started on the new arc, but the 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 one before that was the entirely silent issue, right? Which was very um, not that the uh, the the first arc wasn't reminiscent of the show, but that that silent issue was probably my favorite in terms of like it just really embodied everything that I loved about. Samurai Jack. Oh, thank you, thank you. That's yeah. actually, I'm really proud of that because I, I, I'd actually um, co-wrote that, or that was my uh, one of my premises early on. Um, I'd throw my hat into the ring to write the mm-hmm. series as well, um, and Jim didn't know this. <laughs> I think he found <laughs> out up at Calgary. Um, He's like, "What?" I know, and and part of me didn't want to admit. Uh, you know, I didn't want him to um, to know that he'd beat me out for the job but uh <laughs> but yeah he did he he's he's done such a great job and his his art was great but that was one of my uh one of my premises early on that I wanted to do um and also just as a character designer it was you know in in that issue you can see the different shapes and sizes of of the mutated jacks um but yeah Jim Jim took my very hollow hollowed idea uh germ of an idea and he he really fleshed it out and made it, you know, what it was, and and that was a, that was really probably the most collaborative um, issues um, we've done, or I've even done as a, you know, working in comics. Well, it's, uh, I mean, and I and I reviewed it for for Word of the Nerd. Uh, because it was when Jim told us it was going to be the silent issue, it was like, oh, because I just remember those episodes where it's like. Uh-huh. As much as Phil Lamar's voice is 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 Jack, I mean, obviously, but there are those issues, those episodes, sorry, where it's just the ambiance, the the noises, the the birds chirping, and a, and you just hear like a a slight twitch of a twig or something like that, and you know shit's about to go down, um, and then to be able to do that in a comic book where you don't have the benefit of sound, really. I mean, no one's going to hear birds chirping unless... And there's no music track, you know. It's yeah. only... We could. We'd, we'd actually talked about that early on, you know, and, and that was a big thing. Jim Jim really um, 
he really he understood the aesthetic of, mm-hmm. of the show, and you know, not only did he want to respect that and, and emulate that and push that, but um, I think the coolest thing about doing this book now um, is that we're also bringing our own, you know, our own stuff to it. You know, in, in terms of trying to make it its own thing. You know, because you know, it, it's it existed. It, it was a show. It's not a show anymore. This <laughs> comic book is a completely different medium. You know, how how are we going to translate that? And and also, I'm not. I want to say put our own stamp on it because. You know that that just sounds like you know we got to piss all over it. Um, but, uh, um, this isn't your father's samurai. Uh, exactly, exactly. You know, we just I think we're just having fun. We're taking all the elements we loved about the show, and then you know we're bringing we're bringing um, uh, hopefully you know what the elements of uh, the comics medium uh, you know has to offer, and we're you know applying those. As well, I mean, one of the biggest challenges was, you know, how was I going to handle the the line art? Um, mm-hmm. You know, taking away, you know, we took away the the holding lines, the black the black holding lines on the show, and you know, if you do that on the printed page, at least in my experience, you know, what trying to do that, it just, you know, it just killed any kind of um, energy or, yeah. or momentum. Yeah. And since you know we're, you know, we're um, you know, you doing this for a, an animated property. Um, I wanted to give the sense of movement and, and, you know, um, action. With Jack he's, he's all about action and movement. Exactly. Exactly. So, so, and I was like, well, fuck it. I'm going to do, not only I'm going to do lines, I'm going to do more lines than I probably should. So it's, it's, <laughs> It, it was this, it, you know, I worked really hard to develop this style that looks, you know, hopefully it doesn't look too half-assed, but, but it's, it's supposed to feel fast. It's supposed to feel energetic. It's supposed to feel, you know, I didn't want to clean it up to the point of uh, killing it. Yeah. Well, and I was going to even say like, cause in, in the animation, it's, it's very clean lines. I mean, there, there are, you know, you have the, the quote-unquote ugly aspects to you know things like Aku and all that kind of stuff but in the comic it's very interesting because like like you said you take you put the hard lines back in there's also like there's this really great sketch quality to it that that I enjoy because it does give you that that feeling of movement it's not cleaned up entirely where you feel like you just got finished like doing that line and kept it in (laughs) like you flourished it you're like oh I'll just keep it exactly uh, again, uh, maybe I'm just too lazy or too tired to go back and erase stuff. But no, I I wanted again I wanted to capture that speed and that energy, and um and I just wanted to keep it moving, and and I want I want the reader to feel this momentum, um you know, and and this uh, that you know timing was such a big integral part of the TV series, you know, the timing of of uh, the animation timing, meaning you know yeah, yeah. the you know, that fight scenes or the, even the, um, you know, those, the 20 minutes of Jack walking across a desert, Mm -hmm. um, silently. Um, and then, and then the remaining two minutes where, you know, it's just a flurry of, of fists and kicks and, and, uh, you know, shredded shirts and, and, uh, his hair always comes undone at some point. And it's, we had a joke. I mean, is it, 
any time that he, you know, his hair would always come undone and his shirt would somehow um, be, or his, uh, you know, gi would somehow be torn off to the point where he'd be shirtless um, almost in every episode. So, um. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, man, that guy just, how does he keep resupplying himself with gi? Right? <laughs> Someone actually asked me that uh, this weekend and, and I didn't have a good question other than, um, you know, I just, you know, I was like, well, how, why does Shaggy on Scooby-Doo wear the same clothes every day? I don't know. You know, it just, yeah. just happens, you know. It's like, a wizard did it. I don't know. Just go with it. It's a cartoon. What do you want? Exactly. Um, did you ever have a favorite episode of the series itself that you just kind of enjoyed? Yeah, you know what? Um, oh, you know, Kenny was so good about playing to everybody's strengths, I think. You know, he'd always give me, like... You know, I'd be always the one to to design robots or guns or even on Clone Wars. Like I, I got to you know redesign or design the the giant uh, adats or the um, oh nice or the you know even the battle droids and stuff or uh, all the ships. I you know I, was, I got to do all that. But uh, on Jack, let's see the zombie episode uh, where you know Jack is going through the graveyard and the zombies all pop out of the graves. Mm-hmm. Um, that was probably one of my. It, it's not my favorite. It's one of my favorites. And then, um, cause I felt like I was, I was just allowed to, to go, go nuts. And then especially, you know, I had the, this sort of inking style or this affinity to these not quite archival, uh, brush pens called Tombos that mm-hmm. uh, Cartoon Network always supplied. And I always stole at least <laughs> a week. Um, you heard it here first. <laughs> Andy's very uh, on a stolen pen. Yeah, I should not be saying how much uh, stuff I've stolen from the studios over the years, but let's just say I have a, 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 a pretty good warehouse. Um, <laughs> and unfortunately, I switched to, to digital. Um, but um, but the uh, haunted house haunted house episode was uh, oh yeah yeah. So you know, Gendy let me just develop and and. and go nuts on, on all the crazy brush, brush pen style that you see when, you know, the family starts regurgitating all that, that black ooze and it forms, you know, all the flashback stuff. So, um, you know, I, I did all the key poses for that, um, in, in this brush pen style that I got to develop and, and, uh, and that was probably my favorite episode. I actually want to, um, uh, an Annie Award for that one. That was uh, what. Annie, awesome. <laughs> so that was uh, yeah, that was that was cool. It was very special to me. Um, it was the first sort of animation award I I had received at that point. So, um, so that was cool. Um, even if my parents didn't understand what I did necessarily, <laughs> they they could grasp that I had won you know, some kind of shiny object. So you want a thing we can put on the mantle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Here's your trophy for participation. And it's, you know, it's a, like a little zoetrope, which is pretty cool. I, I didn't, couldn't quite understand how to explain <laughs> what it was to them, but it was, yeah, still pretty cool. So that was probably, probably my favorite episode. Um, and do you, do you like having that kind of uh, freedom to just kind of go nuts or? Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, any sense of ownership on, you know, a project that's not yours mm-hmm. own and that you're putting forth all sorts of effort into is is uh, just such a good motivator, I think, 
um, you know, otherwise you're just a hired wrist. And, uh, mm-hmm. and if you're working so hard or you're bleeding so hard for somebody else's dream and it's not, um, not necessarily, you know, respected or, uh, utilized or your talents aren't utilized, then it's, it's, it's a really demoralizing feeling. So does that, does that make you feel prouder than of the Samurai Jack comic book in a, in a sense? Because it is, I mean, yes, it's, it's Gendy's, um, intellectual property to a, you know, to that degree, but, uh, it's you and Jim kind of being able to explore it in a way that, you know, in, in some cases, maybe even the cartoon couldn't. You know what? Yes. Um, I'll say that what the series did for me, I mean, amongst other things, amongst like, uh, you know, really put me on the map as a designer and, and opened the door for a lot of other jobs and opportunities. But, um, you know, it, it, this, the TV series really helped um, cut my teeth, so to speak, as a designer, as a character designer, and just opened my eyes um, to, you know, what design is for animation and, and, mm-hmm. and all that. But the I definitely have a, a different feeling of ownership with the comic, and, and I feel very precious about it, um, especially, you know, when the possibility of somebody else doing the comic, you know, I got very, uh, possessive, you know, and I, I, yeah. I wanted to make sure that, uh, you know, I could help out and I could try to keep it as legit as possible. Um, yeah. So what's the, um, so what, I mean, what is the scripting process with you and Jim? Like how, how much collaboration do you guys put into it together? Is it just, you know, do you guys talk a lot or does Jim just send you pages? And Well, you know what? Um, we'll talk a little bit about the scripts, but for the most part, Jim, uh, except for, you know, I guess number eight, which we, you know, we hash it out over the phone and mm-hmm. we talk through each beat. Um, you know, Jim, Jim has the rough outlines and he'll beat it out and he'll, you know, I'll actually get full scripts uh, that being said, they're, you know, Jim and our editor, Carlos Guzman, who's, you know, super, uh, I guess, empowering um, mm-hmm. uh, as an editor. It's great. Um, they've been really good. If I, if I see panels that I think aren't necessary or, you know, if there's a way to combine things or, you know, if I feel like something strays too far from um, – I guess that honest place of, of the show, um, mm-hmm. then, then I'll, you know, try to veto it. And, and Jim's always been open to it, but that hasn't really happened. I mean, Jim is, I'll be honest. I mean, Jim is knocked each one out of the park. Um, I yeah. felt like it kept getting better and better. When was it? I think it was issue three, um, with, uh, I think, uh, the Gower was, the. Oh yeah. And the, in the city with the, uh, yeah. The hero and everything. That yeah, was, that was that got me, man. I, that was mm-hmm. that was like, oh man, this really felt. You know, we'd done number one, we'd done number two, but number three really felt like the series to me. It felt like something um, we'd come up with in the writers' room, and uh, and I think from then on, I mean, Jim's been on fire. Uh, 
Um, like, you know, just that, that emotional resonance to it. You're like, oh my God, you hit me right where I live. Exactly, exactly. So, you know, they've been really good, like with, with whatever I, I add or change or, um, but yeah, Jim, Jim, I'm not sure what he does. Is he stir up a cauldron and, and, you know, puts all sorts of crazy shit in and, and then he comes up with a script. I don't know. I'm not sure his process, but it's, uh, it's working, whatever it is. It's good. Does it feel good to be, because you're kind of like the conscience, though, of Samurai Jack. You're, they're like, does, you know, if Andy doesn't approve, then maybe we need to rethink this, because, I mean, you have the most experience with it, obviously. I mean, Genny's just going to, you know, he's going to, um, you know, say something to me if I don't. You know, I'm going to see him, or I, you know, I'm going <laughs> to talk to him, and he's just going to, you know, give me some shitty comment, and I don't I don't want that. So I want to <laughs> avoid that as He's like, keep my baby good. Yeah. Like, what the hell? Right, exactly. You know, it's funny. I had actually um, asked for his uh, approval or whatever when I said, hey, you know, they're going to revamp Samurai Jack as a book. I don't think they talk to you about it, but, um, you know, I'm talking to them about possibly doing it. But if you don't want me doing it, I won't. And, and he's just like, what the fuck are you doing? You don't have to ask me. <laughs> and I was like, oh, all right. <laughs> nice talking to you. Thanks. <laughs> Bye. Um, but anyway, no, it's, it's, it's been fun. It's been a really good thing, and and it's been great. You know, I've done a lot of books in the past, and it's I've done uh, a bunch with Joe Casey, you know, for Image Comics and creator own books and and so forth. And uh, and as proud as I am of those, um, it's nice to actually do books that people like. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Every once in a while, that that helps, I suppose. Right. I mean, like, I love the book. I love, you know, Joe and I did Charlton Ball, uh, which was like mm-hmm. six issues, and then we collected it as a trade, and and then we also did Doc Bizarre MD, and um, and it's it's great. We've had, you know, we've had a lot of people, you know, that that know knew about it, you know, were very, um, I don't know, they liked it, and and it's cool um, when those people show up or pop up, but um. Man, the exposure I've gotten with the just doing this, you know, rehashing of an existing property, yeah, um, has been amazing, and it's and it's definitely opened the door. Um, you know, I, I jumped back to doing creator-owned stuff as well, and and uh, and and it's brought you know it's brought that audience to to my own work, which has been you know totally invaluable. You know, I, I was. We were set to only do five issues at the beginning of Samurai Jack, but it's been selling so well that, you know, we did another five and then another five and then it's like, just keep going. And I wasn't mm-hmm. sure if I was going to do any more past, you know, the first five. Um, I knew I wanted, there's a couple of stories I wanted to tell, but um, you know what? It was, it was, uh, it was kind of a hard decision, but not really. Um, the amount of exposure I've gotten because of this, Again, on something I worked on 15 years ago in mm-hmm. <laughs> different yeah. medium. Um, uh, you know, it's a little odd to me. Again, this is, you know, licensed property. But, um, mm-hmm. but you know, like we talked about earlier, it hit a sweet spot. But, um, you know, it's just gotten an audience uh, that I probably wouldn't have gotten otherwise. And, and I've been able to direct it, you know, towards my other, my other books like uh, – you know, I think we're, where do we see, we, we saw each other at Seattle, right? At the, 
Yeah, at Emerald City. Yeah, the did you pick up the giant book? Did I give you one of those? Uh, I don't believe so, no. Um, might have been sold out. Anyway, I, I've done these giant, uh, bigger than treasury size mm-hmm. um, books, because I've always wanted to have a giant book on my table. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I did an at size 11 by 17, um, kind of ode to 1980s Marvel sci-fi Oh, sweet. Book um, that I, 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 I've collaborated with uh, Matt Chapman and Tyler Shaneline. Um, Tyler being uh, from Image Comics, and then Matt Chapman, um, listeners might know from HomestarRunner.com. Mm-hmm. When you're doing um, Cosmic Scoundrels with him, yes, right? Yes, yes, um, which has been super fun. I mean, it's mm-hmm. nothing we take serious. Um, <laughs> I mean, the process is serious, and it's – you know, it's just all about love, you know, uh, uh, in terms of just loving that era of comics. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to, um, you know, I mean, it's actually, for as fluffy as as it might seem, uh, you know, in terms of, um, you know, theme, you know, it's about these two intergalactic uh, kind of goof-offs. Yeah. You know, it's it, the initial idea is, like, what a Star Fox and Jack of Hearts um, went on like an interplanetary bachelor party and never, <laughs> it never ended, so to speak. So, um, and that was, and that's kind of how we're handling it. But what mm-hmm. I was trying to do is capture, capture that feeling I had um, growing up in the eighties and, and going to this comic shop with my dad and, 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 you know, looking at my dad's Omni magazines or his pulp, his sci-fi books and, and again, just the, the kind of science fiction or the um, comics I used to love, you know, at that time. And I was just trying to capture that that feeling. And, um, you know, especially since, you know, not, not to bum anyone out, but, you know, my, my dad had passed away a few years back. And that's when I, you know, initially came up with this idea. You know, I, I, I was working on something a lot more serious and a lot more um, dark. And, and then, you know, when... You know, when my dad got sick, I, I just didn't, I didn't want to, um, you know, I didn't want to uh, go there, so to speak. So, yeah. so yeah, I wanted, to, I wanted to capture that feeling of the, just the fun and the wonderment of of reading comics, you know, when I was little, and that's what, and that's how the, you know, this giant book manifested. And then, um, and then Tyler Shaneline and I, you know, we were talking about. You know, our love of black exploitation movies and, and Pam Greer and so forth and mm-hmm. and uh, and he was like, man, you know, why didn't Pam Greer do a science fiction movie? You know, and, and so we're like, well, let's do it. So this is this is what we call space, you know, space exploitation. Space exploitation. <laughs> so so this giant book I'm doing is is just uh, you know it combines the the backups, um, you know, Tyler's connections with with Image, you know. Um, Richard Starkings, you know, with Elephant Men and and mm-hmm. Cena Grace and Daniel Friedman have been really cool about um, putting Liberty Justice uh, yeah. in in their books as backups, you know. So we've been doing like six page backups, um, and then I collected that into this giant book. And then Matt Chapman and I, um, you know, we've been doing this website, you know, CosmicScoundrels.com, where we want to do um, sort of an interactive Web, uh, website or, or web comic, um, mm-hmm. not a motion comic, not anything like that, but um, 
you know, it, it's just, we wanted to create this world that you can just continue to explore. And, and the more you explore, the more, um, I guess, fuller and en enriching that uh, oh, okay. everything is. So, so then, yeah, this giant book kind of collects all of that as a, a sort of a sampling. And, you know, by all rights, it shouldn't have been selling as good as it, it did. You know, um, you know, Tyler, who, who, again, who worked in production and image is like, no, man, no one's going to buy it. Nobody wants it, you know, and he'll be the first to admit that, you know, he was wrong because it's, it's been great. You know, I, the, um, you know, whatever I bring to these conventions uh, sells out. And it's, it's, again, by rights shouldn't because of the size. You know, there's people that complain about, you know, where are they going to put it and, um, they don't have a shelf that big. I just tell them to lay it flat. I don't know. Um, yeah. A coffee table, but come yeah, on. Exactly, exactly. So it's been doing really well, and, and uh, we've gotten a lot of good um, write-ups and love from, from uh, you know, a lot of places, and, and a lot of huge creators that I've been big fans of for years have spoke really, you know, really highly of it and, um, you yeah, know, have been and singing its praises online and so forth, which is... Um, you know, can't hurt sales either, but... No, it doesn't, I mean, but I think it, it, as much as, like, sales are important when you get that kind of, I guess, respect from people in an industry that you're a part of, where you're just like, oh, my God, so-and-so said this about me, that is, that's it, done. Right, exactly. You know, <laughs> and I didn't, um, you know, I don't do, this is going to sound, I hope it doesn't sound too arrogant, but, like, I don't do comics for the money. Uh, you know, I, I work... I have a day job, you know, I get to draw Mickey Mouse all day long. Um, it's awesome. I have fun. I get to draw the turtles. Um, so if I'm going to do comics, it has to be something fun. You know, Samurai Jack has been really fun. Um, Cosmic Scoundrels and Liberty Justice has been really, really fun. Um, and, it, you know, it's just all about the love of it and, and the love of the medium. Um, it's, it's because, you know, I didn't want to go another day without doing it. You know, and people ask, people come to my table, I'm like, oh, you know, I really want to start doing this, and how do I do it? And I'm like, you just do it. Two weeks before Emerald City, I, I found a um, printer in China and that was able to expedite, you know, the books. I was able to print the books in the size I wanted, and uh, I just put up the money myself. I didn't do a Kickstarter. I didn't ask anybody's, ask for anybody's money, you know, um, nothing against that, and, and I wish I had, you know, yeah. <laughs> I wish I had. But, uh, you know, it's all out of my pocket. So, um, you know, it's it's because I couldn't go another day without having that book in my hands, you know, and, and I wanted to manifest it. So I manifested it, you know, like I, I created it, I made it happen. And it's uh, and that's probably the best feeling I've had. Um, I'd say my entire uh, comics career, at least. And and uh, it's probably one of the better feelings I've had just all around, um, just as a creator and uh, artist, you know, just, just, I just did it myself. I didn't ask for anybody's approval. I didn't ask to be published. And, and since then, um, you know, I, I've had lots of, uh, you know, publishers actually inquiring about, you know, who's, who has the rights, who owns it, would I like to have someone publish it? And I mean, yes, I'd like to, like to get it in other people's hands. So we'll see. Yeah, that's, I mean that just that sounds awesome, man. I mean, yeah, it. I mean, I know you don't want to come across as arrogant, but it's just like that's that's like the sweet spot right there. I think that's what a lot of people 
want in life and strive for is just to be like, I want to enjoy the thing that I do. I want to be, I want to be in the industry that I'm passionate about. And it's just like, just then go, you have to go do it. You have to get out there and make it happen for yourself. Exactly. It, it, totally. Like I, I just, again, I just, just for the love of it, you know, uh, mm-hmm. if I'm going to uh, take time away from my family, if I'm going to take time away from not sleeping, um, you know, it has to be for a legitimate reason. And it's that, it's that feeling of just being fed up of, you know, maybe, um, yeah, I just want to invest in myself and invest in my ideas. And, and I've had these ideas for a long time and, um, it just takes doing it, you know? Um, you know, one of these days I'll, I'll ask for a Kickstarter, I think, but (laughs) (laughs) it's coming down the line. It it probably is. So, um, Everyone at some point in their life will eventually do a Kickstarter. It'll be like a rite of passage. <laughs> um, and, and I'm sure people will be sick of it at the time. So um, I hope people don't forget me. No, oh, I, I won't let them. <laughs> uh, well, and before we, we go, we've been going for about an hour now. So um, I, I like to ask people, you know, like, uh, I mean, obviously this has been kind of like a whole geek out session, but um, are there there other things that you really like get into? You said you're a Marvel household. Like, <laughs> are there are there things that you geek out about, or that you and your family get really interested and invested in? Uh, you know, I've never been much of a gamer, but if there's a really good like Marvel Universe game, I'll I'll definitely play it. Um, me and my my four and a half year old um, play the Lego Marvel superhero game. You know, whenever you can. It's, <laughs> And that's, uh, you know, I might have stayed up a couple nights just trying to unlock as many characters as possible or been on tutorials online. Because, you know, admittingly, I'm not the best gamer, Mm -hmm. I think. You know, I used to have a Nintendo when it first came out or an Atari. Um, You know, I I spend most of my free time drawing. Like, in fact, I spend, you know, probably my entire free time drawing. Uh, You know, working at Disney, you know, my kids, you know, we go to Disneyland a lot. Um, so we can get in, and, and my kid, in fact, today was like, hey, we should go to Disneyland. And I was like, we can't go to Disneyland anytime you, oh, yeah, I guess we can. So, <laughs> <laughs> All right, favorite ride on Disneyland then. Oh, wow. Um, or two or three favorite rides. You well, have to pick Splash one. Splash Mountain, for sure. But, um, oh, man, I love the Buzz Lightyear ride. I get crazy competitive with that, especially with my four-and-a-half-year-old. Um, <laughs> so... That's 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 it, man. Um, as far as the other stuff, you know what? Uh, you know, I used to. I don't know. I just I like drawing, man. My free time is just about creating and drawing and and, and coming up with new ideas and collaborating. You know, mm-hmm. I've got a lot of stuff cooking with a lot of uh, a lot of really good um, artists and uh, and writers that that I can't wait to get to. So. But in order to get to that, I have to to finish up some of some of the stuff that's on my plate. You got to let a couple of things go there, Andy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, that's that's fantastic, and I'm I'm so glad that you that we made this happen. That you could come on the you could pop your uh, your podcast cherry <laughs> oh here. Oh my gosh, yeah, thank you. It hasn't hasn't been too brutal, but. I am bleeding for some reason. I don't know why. It's uh. You know, it's it's gonna happen. Don't the next time it'll be okay. It'll, you know, it'll get better. Right? So, just, you know, if it if it doesn't stop after a couple of hours, maybe call a doctor. Okay. I'm just saying. <laughs> but uh, before we go, Andy, where can people find you online? Uh, let's see, you can find me on Twitter with uh, what, what am I at Wolfboy seventy four. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, my Tumblr is andysuriano.tumblr.com, I think. <laughs> and uh, we'll put some links in too, in case you're not. Ready. You can also you can buy the books off of andyupdates.blogspot.com, and then uh, also check out cosmicscoundrels.com with uh, Strong Bad and myself. Um, you know, putting our love of 1980s. Um, sci-fi, cyberpunk, and, uh, you know, just all around good times on the uh, interwebs. Exactly. <laughs> 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 Look at that, you're like, yep, that's the 80s. <laughs> In a nutshell. Right, pretty much. If, yeah, all you gotta do is turn on that homepage, and it's like, there you go. That's... <laughs> it's like, done, where's my keytar? I just... <laughs> well, it's, it's, we wanted to have a sense of, like, you weren't sure if that website has been there since the 80s. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like for the GeoCities kind of thing up there. And there's, you know, again, with it being, you know, Matt Chapman, you know, part of one half of HomestarRunner.com, you know, we put lots of Easter eggs and, and fun little bits in there that, you know, if, if viewers or readers um, and listeners go go on the website, you know, to click around and click on some of the text on the bottom of the pages and, and just explore, you know, you'll be able to, to kind of um, unlock, I guess, a fuller story. Awesome. Yeah. This has been so much fun, Samantha. Thank you. No, I'm so glad that you could come on. And uh, before we go, I just got to do these little, like, little plugs for the website. So uh, if, if anyone wants to see any of my writing, you can go to wordofthenerdonline.com or wordofthenerd.com, depending, as well as uh, my personal blog, Maniacal Geek, uh, on WordPress. And you can find me on Twitter at darling underscore Sammy. But please go and check out the podcasts on iTunes. Give us stars. Make comments. Say anything that will give us ratings what. Not I, I don't know how these things work, but I assume <laughs> good comments are good. So, uh, but yeah, please do all that. Like us on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, follow us on Twitter as well. And uh, again, on behalf of uh, That Girl with the Curls and Word of the Nerd, uh, Andy, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, thanks again. This has been so much fun. Yeah, I appreciate it so much. And uh, we, we will. you're always welcome to come back on if you want to talk about whatever you want to talk about. Sweet. Yeah! We'll we'll get you used to this podcasting thing yet. (laughs) So, uh, we